Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I love that word. I say it every time. There's something so special about that word. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, based right here in downtown Chandler. They are your global creative agency. Today, my guest is Adam and Andrea Bevel, but the story is about Adam and then Andrea, we're going to ask some questions about being a part of his journey. Adam Bevel has retinitis pigmentosa. Uh, when he was 14, he went for a routine eye exam to get contacts right before high school. One of those difficult stages in our lives. He wanted to get rid of glasses. Don't blame you. Got mine on right now. The optometrist could not quite get his eyes to that 20-20 vision that we're all looking for. So they asked to dilate his eyes, and that is where they found something they weren't expecting. I'm going to actually let Adam talk more about the details on that because this is his story. Please help me welcome my guests today, Adam and Andrea Bevel. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going to actually say welcome as returning guests. Yeah, thank you for having, having me again. From when Bless I started you. 2019, 2018. Andrea was behind the set. This time we brought her on the set <laughs> so we can learn more about how this, this goes. The uniqueness of this is Adam is blind. And if you look at him, you would be like, oh, okay. And we have some beautiful um, guitars here, so we're gonna talk about that. So 14, that's a tough age, Adam. Yeah, I was uh, 14, just right outside of, you know, summer between eighth grade and freshman year. Uh -huh. And I wanted to get rid of my big glasses and went to the eye doctor and then they told me you know, I got poked and prodded for about a year. Okay. And they told me eventually that I had retinitis pigmentosa and that I'd be blind within four years by the time I got out of high school. Oh my gosh. And it was awful. I mean, it was horrible news that, you know, some news that I never expected. I could see fine. I was, I couldn't see it well at night. Okay. And, um, but I, uh, I lived in, I was living a normal life playing sports, running around with my brothers and, and chasing them around and, you know, and for, for me, it was just kind of, it was, it was, I, I didn't even understand it because I could see just fine. And so um, it, I didn't really believe it, to be honest with you. And so um, I remember being in, in the doctor's office when they finally said I had retinitis pigmentosa. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was this, this experience that's like, am I a little bit naive, mm -hmm. not understanding what was going to face, what I was going to be facing. Mm -hmm. But I remember my mom sitting in the corner and the doctor told me, and he kind of walked out of the room and left us to it, mm. you know. And he was, he wasn't, he didn't have the greatest bedside manner, oh. you know. He just, here's a matter of fact, you'll be blind by the time you get out of high school, four years. Oh, wow. And, uh, and it, I guess the bluntness of it was hard, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just remember sitting on the edge of the, of like the table there, or this chair, or whatever, and leaning forward and, you know, just telling my mom who was crying at the time, yeah. didn't understand it, or she understood and I didn't, you right. know. Um, and, and I just said, I'm, I'm strong enough, I can handle this. Oh, wow. But I didn't know what I was going to be facing, you know? <laughs> That's the hard part of this whole thing, is that fast forward to about age 30, 28, 29, 30, okay. something in that area. I, uh, I had to kind of pick up the cane, and mm -hmm. I have to tell you that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, Andrea has helped me kind of adjust and push me into... Uh, you know, living my life and accepting that I'm blind and I can't see. That was really hard. 
So I want to bring you back before you got to the 30 age, and yeah. Andrea, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you know, having someone that's by your side to get you through something that could have easily walked away. We have a lot of people that say, this is too much for me, I'm out of here. And then there's that other part you've already mentioned. When you were 14, when we were 14, 13, right. 15, 16, we're like, hormones and trying to figure out who we are, yep. trying to fit in, the sports, the friends, the list goes on. And here you're facing the diagnosis that you're going to lose your eyesight, right. not temporarily, for the rest of your life. Something that a lot of us take for granted is our eyesight, the ability to walk, to talk, to eat, the list of things goes on. Yep. Um, so with that being said, being in high school, to get rid of <laughs> glasses that we thought were probably ugly as anything, yep. Four years is a short time, yeah. and to not know, like you said, what you're really saying when mom's upset because she saw that that was going to change everybody's life. Yep. How did that change for you in school? I'm assuming you were doing sports because all boys try to right. play with sports. Yeah, and my, you know, my, my dad was a football coach. Okay. My brothers were, you know, they were all stars in everything <laughs> they did. And for me, I was just, you know, trying to get by and try to be, you know, live in their shadows a little bit. But you know what? Um, they they were always they were great to me you mm -hmm. know and but for me I kind of I kind of didn't understand and I and I have to say I just was naive and just didn't believe it I pushed it in the back of my mind so yeah I, I mean I drove I got a driver's license I I had a, you know a normal high school life you okay. know and it was it was great so I the four the years dances, didn't happen I did all the things okay. you know yeah it was super fun and in the four years I beat the odds nice and so. Um, and I, yeah, it wasn't until like in my 20s mm -hmm. that I really started seeing the changes and I started bumping into people oh. and it was just a gradual thing. I started hitting my shins on things and it was just, you know, it was, it, it was like, wait, is this really happening? Because it, it kind of was like, am I really seeing, am I not seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing? Right. Does that make sense? Right. And so it was, it was kind of this, in. They call it retinitis pigmentosa. It's kind of like a, a you're always adjusting, you're always accommodating because you're always going through that cycle of grief. Oh, it's like wow. I lost a little bit more sight, mm -hmm. and then you go through the cycle of grief, and you're like, and then you finally get to the point of acceptance. So it was a gradual thing. And then here thing. it comes again, yeah. And oh. then you realize that, hey, you know, so what really got me is, is um, something I hadn't seen in a year. For example, going to a family reunion at Bear Lake every year. And I remember the year we, we went there and and there was always this playground sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I remember asking, where's the playground? Oh. It was right there, <gasps> like literally 20 feet in front of me. And, uh, and, but no kids were on the swings sure. or anything, no squeaking or anything. And so I remember that point, I was like, I couldn't see the swings, which oh. were there. Wow. And, and I just remember, oh my gosh, here it is again. I, now I can't see. Oh, so it faded in and out. Yeah, well, it just started fading. I mean, oh. it's like... Uh, like a tunnel, when you go through a tunnel mm -hmm. and the light gets darker and darker? Yeah, so like when I was younger, I couldn't see very well at night. Like, okay. like, um, and didn't understand I couldn't see well. Like I was at a scout camp when I was younger, for okay. example. This is a, um, in kind of an example. I remember the kids, you know, we were at scout camp and everyone at night, there's a campfire there and everyone's playing capture the flag, mm -hmm. running around. Sure. And I remember I couldn't, run around oh. like everyone else was and I was kind of leaning against a tree and throwing things at people running by I was just being you <laughs> being know I didn't boy. know what to do yeah being a boy right <laughs> and, uh, and I remember pulling my friend aside and I said hey how do you how are you running around yeah how are you doing this and uh, he said it's a full moon man we can see everything and I remember looking at the campfire looking at the moon I could see it yeah but it wasn't giving off any light oh. 
and I didn't really understand it. And so that's my kind of my earliest memory okay. of not being able to see well at night. Okay. Um, and then fast forward, you know, it kind of then it then it kind of went. Um, I had like a ring of blindness, kind of like in between my peripheral and central. Okay. And then it went out, took my peripheral, and then now it's gone in, and it's it's completely just all I have is light perception. Okay. And that's about it. I can see if you know the lights are on or if the sun's out. And that's about it. And I can kind of see the horizon line. Okay. But that's it. I mean, there's no usable vision whatsoever. So do you, yeah. I know you talked about the cane, something that you didn't want to have to yep. use. And you're, yep. some people would see someone that's blind wearing glasses. You're not wearing glasses. No, that's the best thing about being blind. I don't have to wear glasses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to pick up the cane just because I was walking, I'd be walking through a supermarket or what mall or whatever, and I'd start bumping into people and didn't understand, you know, didn't want to accept it. Yeah. And uh, and so Andrea was, she would have to kind of explain behind me, I'm so sorry he can't see. Oh. You know, and she kind of got t to the point where she was encouraging me, please pick up the cane, because then it identifies me and kind of gets people to be aware of my situation. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be identified as a blind person. Uh. I was like, I was on the other end of it. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And I don't want, because I really thought people would, take advantage oh. or be kind of cruel. Yeah. But it was the people opposite. Can be. It okay. was quite the opposite. Um, honestly, people were have been great. They, you know, I remember walking for the first time because I had to go through training, right? Training. I had to learn how to be blind. Oh. You know, all these skills. I have to learn I had to learn how to use a computer without the monitor. We'll get mouse. into that too right. because he also has a cell phone and he wrote me a long <laughs> all about me here and I was like, Sorry how did he that. do no 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 no. So, it was like how did he do that? But so, yeah. So anyway, I so I had to go learn how to be blind. So I remember walking and be, going through training, mm -hmm. and and I had a little bit of central vision at the time, not much. Okay. But I was walking through the mall, and I was walking along, and people were just partying, just like getting out of my the way. courtesy. Yeah, the courtesy, and then I could just tell people were kind of shifting out of the way, and I was going through training, so I was like, I don't need this stick, I don't need the cane, <laughs> and at still at that point, even though I could hardly see, and uh, and I remember. <laughs> The, it, this one situation where the sea parted, all the people parted, right? <laughs> and a kid was walking right towards me. Okay, and I could tell that something was going to happen. So right? was it the energy you were feeling? No, I, I could just tell there was something there. Uh -huh. Like there, there was like a dark blob. mass, okay, yeah, mass or something. And so, and I remember a, an arm, like a dad walking, you know, <laughs> pulling into this, the, the view of, and just yanking the kid out of the way. And the kid was like, what, what? Uh, a moving on? target and threw him yeah. out of the way. And he was like, what, what, what? And then what's the cane for? And all the questions. Oh, you know? yeah. And, um, and so people have been great, honestly. Okay, good. And, I'm, and I believe in, you know, people are good. You know? and, and, uh, and there have been times where, you know, I've been standing alone and, you know, and somebody comes up to me randomly, hey, sir, do you need help? Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of cool because, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't need to do that. Well, when it really goes neat. back on this perception that I can see you, you can't see, but you don't have the dark glasses right. that people are used to seeing, yeah. whether it's a Hollywood look or well, actually like people do it. it. <laughs> I like, <the> <laughs> like I can, I can see, see when I bump into you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a couple things I actually want to get into before I start asking Andrea some questions, being that you've been together for how many years? Almost 24. 24 years. When did you lose your sight permanently? Uh, it was kind of like, so I had to pick up the cane at about 30, in my 30s, probably, yeah. It's probably been 10 years. Maybe. I thought it was in your 20s, maybe. but okay. No, it's probably, it, I have to say it's probably in my early 30s because it's been so gradual okay. that I'm 
I, honestly, it's to the point where I'm like, did I have it then? Because um. I tried to to fake it for so long, mm -hmm. and it was like this. I'm still kind of trying to accept it, mm -hmm. honestly. Oh. Um, because I still can think, oh, I can see that there's lights on, uh. you know, or I can see the sun's out. Mm -hmm. But there's no usable vision. I, I would have to say probably my early 30s. Okay. Yeah, probably. And I don't know if this is an appropriate question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Oh, boy. What was the last thing you can recall seeing before you oh. couldn't see anymore? Uh, you know, just my kids, really. Oh. My kids playing and Andrea. Just family means everything to mm -hmm. me, and just being able to spend time with them. Because those, honestly those are the memories I try to hold on to mm -hmm. and, and just try to remember their faces. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, I'd probably say the kids and Andrea's face. So. That's very precious. I think that's again one of those things that people take for granted, whether you can see or not, but the thought of um, that, hey, have a great week, have a great weekend. I know. Well, I always tell, when people say have a great weekend, I'm like, Unless you're not going to talk to me, I guess I'll take it, but I only have one day at a time. Yeah. So I take it exactly one day at a time. And it's, here you had one day at a time taken away from you, but yeah. life still moved forward. It, it's amazing the emotional connection you have yes. with someone seeing them eye to eye. Yes. And um, I miss that, for oh, sure. Yeah. I miss it. Um, not being able to see my kids' faces, Andrea's face. Yeah. Um, that's really hard, knowing that there's grandkids on the way. Yeah. Not being able not to see yet. that. No. Not yet. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully soon. One, so if the they see this, they're going to go, is whatever. there something I didn't know? No, there's not. No, there's not. But I, I you know, this, that's the thing, you know, that connection, that emotional yeah. connection, that is really hard. Not, not being able to see my kids, my wife. That's you know. tough. So it is hard. So that's one of those things where we'll tell someone, you don't realize what you have until you no longer have it. True. Or in this case, you can't see it, right? Yep. Um, and there's some funnies in here that he wrote that I want to get into because I'm laughing going, I already know. But uh, I want to give some, some time for Andrea to be a participant in this. And she's, not, she's like, oh, no. Um, when you guys got married, was he blind or going blind? He was going blind. He never could drive. So um, in fact, when we first started dating, we met in a, we we're both teachers, and we met in an education class. Oh. And he was like, there was probably two guys in the class because <laughs> we get the best one of them yeah <laughs> and so uh, he got into my group um, to start you know I was super shy and uh, still is I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he um, got into my group and um, we ended up starting to date and he just originally just told me that you know he couldn't see very well at night and then he couldn't drive he couldn't see well enough to drive okay. So for a long time, that's kind of all I knew. And I was like, okay, I actually, I had a Jeep Wrangler. I'm a Jeep girl. I love driving. I was, wasn't really that big of a deal for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't actually find out. He didn't, he was, he was really nervous. He'd been out with a lot of girls. And every time he had to talk about his, his eye condition, it made him nervous and he was scared. And they, you know, a lot of girls left. And so he didn't tell me for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I, I, we have a different views on when he told me but <laughs> there's always I that way earlier it's always a guy that says that's <laughs> yeah. not how I recall yeah, yeah, it yeah. so we're gonna leave it your story her story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I remember that you know he told me kind of after we were engaged you know that it was more, that it was gonna get worse you know that he was gonna actually lose his eyesight completely uh -huh. But I mean, even though it was scary, it, it never would have changed my decision to get married. And I think that's great because again, people will say, I'm out of here, this is too much for me, I don't know how I can do this. Yeah. You see that all the time. Yeah. And now you actually, I wouldn't say you're his care 
taker. Yeah. But you're his eyes. Yeah, a lot of times, me and my kids, you know, they've grown up with a dad that couldn't see, and so their lives are mm -hmm. a lot different than their friends' lives. Right. My life is a lot different than, but you know, Adam's the only guy I've ever been married to. It's the only marriage I know. <laughs> so, you know, and um, we, I love our family. We're very blessed, and I'm, I love Adam, and I love our four kids, and we have a good life, and we've been blessed in many ways. My kids have been blessed in many ways, you know, having a blind dad because they've learned patience and and um, it's kind of funny we were sitting around talking and uh, we were asking him what if he could see what's what would be the coolest thing and he said just to be able to go to the bathroom on my own <laughs> yeah, sitting in a restaurant he's like hey I gotta go to the bathroom and getting up and going how crazy would that and it be it probably I sounds weird that. to people but I know right again the things we take for granted know, right? it's, it's crazy Ooh. true because He's like, you know, and you can hear my kids be like, I took dad last time, it's your turn, you have to hear <laughs> But like she said though, it's really great for my kids because they've had grown up having to think of others. Yeah. And that is kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Even though they, you know, they, they do say that sometimes, <laughs> for the most part, they're amazing. They are. They're oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. yeah, so honestly, I would have to say that in the beginning when he really, um, it, was, it was rough when he was losing his eyesight because there was a lot of anger involved in it. With him? With him. The frustration and, uh -huh. that was coming about that you yeah. weren't ready yeah, I hit for. I my head on something or my shin and, yeah. and bleeding all down my shins and it's awful. Oh. Yeah. And there was actually, I remember um, probably, it was early in our marriage, but you know, I, I said to him, I can deal with everything. We can deal with everything that comes with you being blind, but not the, the anger has to somehow get better. Right. So that, that was the part that I personally was like, I can deal with being the driver, being the one that takes care of a lot of different things, but um, we need to work on the anger because I don't want the kids, I don't want that in our home. You know, and like this is the situation. People have hard times, and you can either figure out how to work it out and make a good life or not. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm. We can do this as a family, but somehow we've got to lose the anger all the time. To it, you know, it's still hard on him, and it's still hard, you know, when he smacks into things and he does bust his shins and head all the time. There's so many scars. <laughs> So the thing is, is the anger and battle scars. For sure, it, it just comes from acceptance. You know, yeah. um, I think we all have our challenges. Yes. It's just you can see what mine are. Mine are right out there in front of everybody to see, and um, and that's what's really hard because I don't want to be that guy. I right. didn't want to be. I never asked for it. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's how life is. You know, and and um, and, and it was just all about getting to the point where I can I have accepted it. You know. So. Well, with that, you've actually had some really cool experiences, yeah. which comes to these beautiful pieces of guitars here. And I say guitars, I'm not a music person. I listen to it and know how not to sing to the music, but yeah. I know the lyrics. Um, but before I get into why we have these here, um, knowing that you hadn't been able to see your kids, you have a funny story in here about a video camera. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, why, so here's so I was I've always been the blind dad. I have my cane out, mm -hmm. and I'm videoing the kids at their soccer games or the football games or you know their <laughs> anything with school you know the programs or whatever. And I I always want to kind of capture that, and so I have it you know. And so because once it happens, it goes away. Yes. And those video cameras and pictures and everything mm -hmm. are like this window to the past. Absolutely. And I just I love that whole idea mm -hmm. that, and just 
so that I can hold on to it so that in case I get my eyesight back, which oh. I hope I do, yes. um, I can go back and look at it. And th the kids love going back and watching all the videos, even though they hated it when I was doing it. So how much you did know? you actually know what you were videoing for them to know <laughs> what you were videoing? <laughs> you can definitely tell when when, when I was videoing. Because you're totally blind and yeah, you're doing something that someone with eyes would do. Yeah. Sometimes, he's, you know, we've, we've Sometimes he's right yeah. on and sometimes he's not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the, you know, off to the left a little bit or right, but at least it's something. I commend know. you for even trying. How many mm. people say, I just can't do it, and they just don't even try. Yeah. And they feel, they, they take that defeat versus, well, you know what? Like you said, you're hopeful that you'll see your eyesight. And there's yeah. technology out there that, will, that does sure. allow stuff like that. And it is one of those things that if you do get your eyesight back or technology allows you to see those videos that you had no idea what you were videoing, yeah. you'll laugh and cry at the same time. Oh, I know I will, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But like I said, the kids even love just watching it now, and so like, it's been such a blessing to be able to have that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I think it is silly and ironic that I'm carrying around a video camera and a cane, <laughs> but, you know, but I just wanted to capture it as much as I could just so that I can hold on to that if possible, you know, and um, go back and look at it if I can one day. So, Technology, I'd already mentioned a few minutes ago, I have two pages of, um, hey, Adam, give me a little bit about you. You gave me your whole life story, which and is perfect, totally perfect. <laughs> but it goes to me thinking, okay, technology. Yeah. How do you, you, I saw you had a phone. Yeah. How does this all work? I turned my phone off for the interview. Yeah, but so you can explain to everyone yeah, how sure. that works. Um, so I have an iPhone, which is like it's completely changed my life, to be honest with you. And uh, on the iPhone, it has an accessibility feature, and it's called VoiceOver. Mm. And um, I think Steve Jobs, it yes. was really important for him to ensure that the iPhones are, are accessible for not only the blind, mm -hmm. but you know, motor skills, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, but the, I couldn't even send an email. I couldn't it receive did a text. Change, it changed It changed well. everything, changed mm -hmm. everything for me. So now that I, I can pretty much do everything on the iPhone that a sighted person can, it's crazy. I can't see the YouTube videos and things like that, but I can, <laughs> you can hear I can them. Hear them mm -hmm. And um, I can go through Facebook, so I can do everything. So yeah. It's cool. Obviously, there's not Braille or anything on the phone. No. Is it read to you? Your email is yeah, read so to it's, you? It's read to me. Um, and then I can edit it throughout, you know, just there's different swipes that you go through. It's called voiceover, yeah. Okay. And so there, there are retina, or not, excuse me, um, blind, um, Braille displays that you can do. Uh, oh. You can get. Um, but I'm not that proficient in Braille because I know it and I've learned it. Okay. But I'm not super proficient at it. And um, so the voice goes just so much faster and I can get through way more information quicker. And so that's why I do that. And so I can, I can type emails and, um, you know, do everything I need to he, do. He knows how to use it better than I do. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's well, so when I actually sat down with you in 2019, you had your phone out then, yeah. and, and you could speed up the voice you were talking yeah, it about. Yeah, super I was like, fast. What? Yeah, it does. And so when people hear it, I, I, I'm really self-conscious about it almost because because uh, I don't want to annoy people, because it does go, you know, it's it sound no, like. He'll listen, listen to something and they'll be like, can you believe that? And I'll, I have no idea what that's Yeah, I'll be listening <laughs> to a news article and it'll be like, and then. And Speed then reading. Like, yeah, it's, it is, it's crazy. But I'll have, I usually have my ear phone, mm -hmm. earpiece in or something and it's reading to me. And, okay. But I can get through a lot of information. And so, just the fact that I can get to the information access it is pretty sweet. 
So. He can use all the apps on it, so mm -hmm. they, you know he can even if he needed to use Uber or anything. He can. I mean, you can think of everything you can do on your phone. He can do it now. There, there's a, there's super. There's some great apps as well. I'll just you know there's one called Ira, okay. and, um, which I can dial into, and uh, it's kind of like FaceTiming a person that was that's been trained to work with a blind, you know, to describe things. It's almost like fa you know FaceTiming my kids. I could do that. Okay. But sometimes they're like, Dad, I'm busy. You know, <laughs> so I call Ira. And Ira, you know, there's a there's a person there saying, okay, you know, what what do you need? Okay, well, I'm in the airport. I need to find a restroom. Oh. And they will. Oh, and I'll just like hold the a phone Siri up. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and but I'll phone up, hold the phone up, and they'll they'll oh. guide me, and they can look up the 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 specs to the building. Wow. And and say, okay, I can see where you're at. Here's your. I'm going to navigate you to the the restroom, or That's I'm going to navigate you to your gate. Crazy. It's super cool. And they'll even, it's in real time, so they'll even say. Um, uh, there's a uh, person with a bag walking towards you. Just veer to the left a little bit. Oh, wow. It's super cool, yeah. So. so before I ask my final question, because I could go on and on, and I want to talk about these beautiful pieces here, but I forgot to ask in the very beginning, is uh, retinitis pigmentosa genetic? It is. So it is. I, there's no one in my family that has it, though. Oh. They can't you know, trace it back. They can't trace it to anyone. And your kids don't have it? No. They How don't bizarre. even wear glasses. It's crazy. Everybody that we've Super met blessed. that has it huh? does have a brother, a sibling, yeah. uncle, somebody. But and there were eight kids in my family. Nobody, nobody had has it. it. Really? And, you know, I have four kids, and, and I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, uncles, aunts. It's nowhere. He just, he just yep. won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, won the lottery. A different type of lottery, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Super and, lucky. And I know you guys aren't teachers anymore. You're actually very successful business owners. And that yeah. is? So I um, own First Star Vending. We have vending machines in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So if you need vending machines, let me know <laughs> in your business. So, but yeah, we're super blessed okay. to be able to have our own business. I love that. And, and I, to be able to work is, is amazing. It's, so. it's, a, it's actually a blessing when you got people yeah. thinking, oh, I can't do this. And I'm thinking, you know how many people I sit here that yeah. have shown that they can do something yeah. with yeah. the different things that have happened in their lives? And you're For one sure. of them. So um, tell me about these two beautiful pieces here okay. before so, I ask my final question. So <laughs> this, this here is my grandpa's guitar. Okay. Um, this here is, I, I believe it's 1936 Gibson. Um, and my grandpa used to play it on the radio. My, my dad used to tell stories about how he'd go and uh, sit on the floor in the radio station and watch him and his dad's and his band play on live on the radio. That's how it used to be done. Wow. And it's super cool. It's beautiful. I started learning how to play this guitar. It was in the back of my dad's closet for years and years, forever. And, um, and I broke it out. I would break it out. I'd sneak it, actually. <laughs> And the, you know, I try not to get caught. If I hear my dad coming home, put it back really fast. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and so one day he caught me oh. and, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, you're learning how to play guitar. It was completely different. He was like, that's oh, so cool. And yeah. then, and eventually um, I got better. Yeah. And then years later, I, he gave it to me. And he, he, one of the things he said was, I don't have much, oh. but this is one thing I can give you and I don't want no I don't else. want it to go to anyone else. Someone's good. And no so, one else can give this to you. It's, it's so in cool. a unique piece. It. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I love playing it. It has a unique sound. It has a very old sound. And I played it. Um, I've actually played both guitars on a song I wrote. It's um, and recorded. It was really cool. But um, called "Hand in the Darkness." Okay. And so this is the guitar at the very beginning. And then over here, I can talk about that one if you like. Yeah, I want you to give your grandfather his spotlight here, yeah, and then now we have a different spotlight over there by Andrea. So, so. Andrea, over there by Andrea, there's a there's a, a Gretsch Irish Falcon. Um, so, 
I am a gigantic U2 fan, <laughs> and um, I love music, all kinds, but U2 is just, their music has just always inspired me, their lyrics, are, and their music is just, uh, for some reason, it's just, it's been a very, it's a very It speaks to you. Me. Yeah, it speaks music to me. Music is definitely something. And especially their live shows, and I've seen 30-something live shows, it's been great. I've been able to see them all over. But um, I've always wanted to, it's so silly to say this, but um, I, one day I saw this girl get up on stage with you two, and I was like, that's what I want to do. I was at the very top. I remember, like, literally at the top. And I remember saying, that's what I want to do. I want to get on stage with you two. What a crazy pipe dream, right? Who no, no, no. Nobody gets but to But yes that. to some. I know, right? <laughs> so I say yes to most, but those who are believers and dreamers, it's a, yeah. I can do that. And so every time I would play yeah. in practice, I would kind of like think and put myself in that position. Okay. And then like on stage, I don't know why, like it was just kind of like this kind of cool thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I would, you know, imagine, you know, use my, you know, imagination, whatever. And uh, I kind of thought, how that, when I get up front, that's what I'm going to do. First of all, I had to figure out how to get up front because that's really hard to do. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yes. took me a long time to figure out how to get up front. But um, anyway, Nashville, um, we got up, we were in the um, Vanderbilt Stadium and we found right up front, right in front of Bono. He's right there. This was the yeah. day that everything you it manifested was, was going to so happen, awesome. but you didn't know it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Hey. So, so the fans around me, and like they, I let, they let us borrow a pen and our marker and a, Everyone had signs, you know. Sure. And so the marker and an extra piece of paper is like, and so my, my brother-in-law wrote, a, wrote he was a tattoo artist, oh. and he wrote this really <laughs> awesome, in, in like this cool lettering, okay. blind guitar player bring me up, and there was an arrow down towards me. And so uh, I held it throughout the show, <laughs> and, and I guess the, the fans were like, they don't bring people up on stage anymore. They just don't. Okay. And I was like, are you sure? Because I really <laughs> want to do this. So, and uh, so anyway, they, uh, I guess Bono came over a couple times and like pointed to my sign, and he smiled. And the fans around me were like, "Dude, he's looking at you. He's <gasps> gonna." And so then between songs, sometimes he'd go over to Edge, mm -hmm. the guitar player, mm -hmm. and talk. And I was like, "There's no way he's talking. There's no way." Okay. And I was like, "Is this really gonna happen?" And here's the the thing about this whole story, is that I thought I had this doubt. Like, if they really call me up, can I do this? Oh. And so I put the sign down. Stage fright. Yeah. I put the sign <laughs> down. I was like, if he does this, if he calls me up, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to have to get yeah. up there. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so anyway, I, I had this pep talk with myself. And sometimes we have to do this, right? And in my mind, I kind of was like, okay, here's, here's my moment. Mm -hmm. Here's the, it sounds silly, but I'm like, here's the time that I've been dreaming of forever. I gotta do this, mm -hmm. and so I like got a, got all the uh, you know courage I could and held my sign, you know, and and at the very very end of the show they sang their encore song, and and the band left except for Bono, mm -hmm. and he came towards me and he said, uh, hey, what do you want to play, man? And I was leaning down grabbing all my stuff, so I didn't even know he was talking to me, and the speakers were way back there, you know, um, and my brother-in-law was like, dude, he's talking, he's talking to you. So, nice. so anyway, he. Um, and, and so anyway, he and I said, I want to play All I Want Is You for Andrea and dedicated to her. Uh -huh. And so he did. We brought it up on stage. We, we, he brought me up on stage, led me all around. Right. And uh, we played All I Want Is You. It's, you can see it on YouTube. It's crazy amazing. Playing in front of tens of thousands of people. So <laughs> this is the very amazing. guitar he was playing that yeah. night and then gave to you and you played? So, so this is this guitar. They, they actually sent it to me <gasps> uh, a week later because if I would have left the stadium with it, they said that I would have. Been in trouble because you know, oh. they were worried about my safety. 
Okay. So, oh, other people possibly yeah, trying to take uh -huh. it from you. Oh, I were, didn't think about that. There was a stadium full of people. Yeah. And they actually sent it to me wow. because they didn't want me to get jumped or anything. So makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And um, that is so cool. Yeah. And so Bono signed it, and um, he. This was a few years later, so he signed it. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, he uh, he wrote um, some lyrics to us to in God's country, and uh, and he we were a special guest that night. This was like four years later. Oh, and wow. anyway, he brought my son up on stage that night. It was just super duper cool. Oh, how special! Yeah. So I got to he, he gave me the guitar and 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 I have this keepsake for that experience. It's so, that is so cool. Thank yeah, you, Bono. So, yeah, no. <laughs> that is so cool because it's now yeah. a story you get to keep sharing, and I didn't experience, but I get to experience that feeling and that moment that you get to yeah, share. Yeah, it, it was so great. So thank you. Yeah. That is great. Were you at this concert, Andrea? I wasn't. I was at SeaWorld with my children. <laughs> so that's so totally different show, performance. Yeah, after the show, I called her. I'm like, you gotta see this. It's already up on YouTube. We were you all know? crying, yeah, and it, it was, was so crazy. It was I mean, I knew it was his dream. It was probably the one concert I missed. You know what's funny you know? is I said, you'll never believe what happened. You got on stage. I did. I knew it's it. The first I knew it. It's a woman's I'm thing. I'm like, how would you know? Women are very intuitive, and <laughs> yeah, especially so when you're manifesting weird. something that you want, that you really hard, wholeheartedly believe in. Yeah. And she was probably like, yeah, I want you to have that dream. So that's yeah. so cool. Congratulations. So after the after your experience, just really quick, I wrote that song just as a thank you to Bono. Oh. And it's called Hand in the Darkness. It was. I feel like it was inspired. I feel like it was. It was a cool experience, going into this into the studio and. Mm -hmm. Coming up, but I thought, you know what? Bono came over and grabbed my hand when I got up on stage, mm -hmm. and uh, and he kind of led me over to where I needed to be. And I thought, how many times has that happened to me, where someone's oh. come over and and uh, you know grab my hand and say, hey, come this way? And I thought, you know, that's what we all need. Yes, and sometimes yes, yes. is a hand, you know. Mm -hmm. So hand anyway. up, not a hand down. Hand yeah, up. for sure. So the, I use both guitars in that song, and it means it means a lot to me. So it's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, totally. So now I have a final question. Okay. And when I ask you this, I'm gonna let Andrea, well, let's see. <laughs> we were asking, don't forget the final question. So if there was one question that I was allowed to ask to get to know who you are or anything about you, it would be this question. I'll let you go first, Adam, because you were almost there oh, before we started recording. <laughs> what message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey of life? Wow. Um, I would say be kind. Mm. I would say to be kind. Mm. There is a, we have no idea what other people are going through. And um, everyone has struggles. Mm. Everyone has trials. Uh, um, we don't know what they are sometimes. You, like I said, you can see mine. But um, I would say just to be kind and be loving to people and, and, um, and to do all you can to help them feel like they're loved because that's what everyone needs. That's what everyone so, desires. Yep. Even though our hearts get broken for one reason or another, it's still a feeling we all want. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Same question for you, Andrea. What message would you like to leave based on your journey of life? I would say um, that you know we've all been given one life here, and um, we all have different struggles, but we all have this one life, and so make the best of it. And no matter what trials you have or what you're going through. Every day is a gift, and um, you know, make the best of it, and and be grateful that you're here, and and treat every day like a gift, and do do everything you can to live the best life that you can. I look at life as it's the first time and the last time I'm going to see it and experience it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, 
So very true though, right? We hear about people, all of a sudden they're not here and you're like, I can't believe that. But that, ha that that's any of us, mm -hmm. you know? So great answers, thank you both. And thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Uh, I know, sure. Andrew, you were a little hesitant, but you have worked, you're awesome, you should be on stage. <laughs> and thank it's you for great. sharing thank the history you. on both of the um, guitars. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, another great story. If you have a story that you want to inspire or give hope to someone on their journey, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. And if you want to be a sponsor, you may also email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to hear and see the next Stories of Hope. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well, and you take care.